fun to watch. Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Hello, Utah Street. Five, four, three, two, one. Delayed, but not denied. After a whirlwind of a weekend for your Washington Nationals, they will finally be able to start their 2021 season later today at Nationals Park against the Atlanta Braves. Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast, everybody. Bobby Blanco at, uh, here coming at you live from my apartment in Washington, D.C. Soon to be joined by Amy Jennings. Thank you so much for making us a part of your opening day part two uh, as we get you set for what's going to be an exciting and finally fun day of baseball in the district. Um, thanks so much for making us a part of your day. Tuning in on Facebook and YouTube and on Twitter live on the Mass and Nationals account. Be sure to give those guys a follow uh, so you stay up to date with any time we go live and um uh, I bring exciting content and podcasts uh, to you. You can also, of course, check out the Mass and All Access podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And let's bring in Amy, who is joining us via Zoom from the safety of her own apartment. Um, and Amy, uh, you know, we talked last week, and we right before, I mean, we had the COVID uh, issues uh, uh, aware, but we didn't think that we were not going to play baseball for the entire weekend. Mike Rizzo was emphatic that we were going to play last Thursday. And, of course, they did not. Uh, the Nationals' first four games were postponed but it's finally here we're gonna see some ball it's a beautiful day here in dc um and um, i'm excited i i am excited too bobby it definitely feels like baseball outside it's kind of hard to believe that for what's been a week now without any nationals baseball that it's only been a week i mean it kind of felt a little bit crazy like there was so much going on this past the past week it's been such a whirlwind and we haven't even seen any nationals baseball yet uh so this is going to be exciting to see no matter who's out there uh davy martinez obviously is going to put who he thinks are his best players out there today and uh they're going to make do with what they have yep uh, we've got, we're, we're going to hear from David Martinez just a little bit. He just wrapped up uh, uh, his pregame press conference with the media. We'll hear about how he's constructed his roster and his lineup for today's game. We'll also hear from Max Scherzer, who spoke to the media yesterday, Monday afternoon, after the Nationals worked out at Nationals Park. He's going to look forward to his start later today. Um, and we're also going to break down the roster and um, the guys who are not on the opening day roster, the guys who are. We're going to take a look at today's lineup and see how Davey was able to construct that with the players he did have available with him. Uh, but also want to remind you at the top of the show that today's game is on Masson. It'll be on Masson 2, Masson 2. Um, and uh, for those who have uh, uh, the uh, proper subscriptions, you are able to stream Masson now on the website. Visit MassonSports.com for more information on that. Uh, and if not, the game is at 4.05, pregame coverage at 3.30. Exciting news this morning also is that Dan Kolko is back on the pregame coverage uh, with Bob and FP. So you'll see his face again talking about the Nationals uh, at 3.30 on Masson 2. And be sure to comment along on this show as we get you set for that pregame coverage. We're hopefully taking you right up to just about uh, a half hour or so or an hour or so away from uh, that pregame and that's extra pregame show. Um, and we just want to hear, con- I mean, we're just excited. We just want to hear you guys join the conversation. Uh, we just want to talk Nationals baseball. We're going to talk a little bit about the COVID issue uh, right now just to kind of get that out of the way so we can shift to on the field stuff um, and, and kind of put this past weekend behind us. Um, so Amy, like I mentioned, it was a, a whirlwind of a, a weekend for the Nationals. Of course, you know, Wednesday afternoon, evening, Mike Rizzo saying we're going to play opening day against the Mets. And then Thursday morning, we're hearing that they're not going to play. Um, they're not going to make it up on Friday. And then the rest of the series was postponed, um, including uh, 
which was supposed to be the opener against the Braves on Monday. Um, it was just a very hectic, you know, handful of days um, for the club, obviously for the Mets as well, and for the Braves for a day coming here to D.C. Um, just I, we didn't get a chance to talk uh, after our podcast last Wednesday, uh, previewing opening day. But what was your kind of initial reaction uh, to the postponements of, of, of this entire opening weekend? It just it couldn't be worse timing. You know, it, it seems like if it came a day sooner uh, before they left spring training, they could have got ahead of it. But the day they leave and this all unfolds, it just couldn't have been more unfortunate timing. But they didn't really have a choice. And I've kind of said all along, I had a strong feeling that uh, the 2021 season wasn't going to be a normal season. And clearly it's not. But maybe this means that you know, they get this out of the way, they have a good idea of how to handle it. And it seems like they've handled it well, obviously, taking the necessary precautions, um, not taking any risks of infecting more of their teammates and other teams, of course, is, is the big deal. Um, and hopefully that now they get this out of the way, it's kind of similar to what they dealt with with Juan Soto uh, at the beginning of last season. And maybe this means they're going to be smooth sailing uh, for the rest of the year. But of course, I mean, hopefully these guys are healthy, those who are affected um, of by COVID-19, you know, there aren't long lasting effects, they get through it, um, and they're able to be back on this field. But it's, it's kind of unbelievable uh, that it happened and opening day uh, had to be postponed for the Nationals. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it was obviously unfortunate. I think you made the point that I think it's lost in a lot of this, Amy, is that there are people who have COVID and they are sick and they are unhealthy. And then Mark Zuckerman has mentioned that on his uh, uh, post uh, on MassInSports.com. He mentioned it on, on the uh, quick podcast I did with him last week. It's like we're all focusing on baseball being canceled, but there are more important issues here. Like there are people who are sick. Um, and not doing well. Luckily, it seems like they are doing much better. Just to kind of quickly run down everything that kind of happened. These are the, the sparkiest of spark notes for you. Uh, the first four games, of course, postponed due to the COVID-19 outbreak. The Nats had 11 players and two staff members in quarantine. Four players tested positive, uh, plus seven players and two staffers who were designated as close contacts. That makes up the quarantine group. Um, one player had symptoms. It was a fever. Uh, but that player is now feeling better, and everyone else was asymptomatic. Uh, the Nats were able to work out, like I said, on Sunday night at Nationals Park, um, and then Monday afternoon. There were no new positive tests since Friday uh, in the Nationals clubhouse um, when the fourth and the last player was confirmed to have contracted COVID-19. Um, and then to the protocols, MLB protocol requires a 10-day isolation period for anyone who tests positive for COVID-19 and a seven-day quarantine period for anyone deemed a close contact. And then D.C. health regulations increase those numbers to 14 days and 10 days, respectively, though those can be adjusted through a case-by-case basis, which I think we just saw today, uh, Amy, with Trey Turner, who we thought was not going to originally be on the opening day roster. He wasn't seen on the field yesterday, but now we know that he is, uh, and he's going to start today at shortstop, which is a great sign for the Nationals. Right. Yesterday was kind of the, the telling day where we could see what players weren't out there on the field. We kind of had an idea of some guys. Um, especially that catcher position, but yesterday kind of sealed the deal. And many people were worried about Trey Turner, that he was not going to be on this, what is now the opening day roster, but it turns out that he is cleared. And that is a case of these changing rules. And I think that we'll see that. Um, Mark Zuckerman, I think tried to ask twice in that Davey Martinez press conference of, 
can guys come back at different times or the rules case by case? And it seems like that's going to be the deal. So you might see some of these guys back sooner than later. Um, obviously those that haven't necessarily tested positive, but they are in quarantine. So we're going to see that, that fluctuate throughout this week um, and possibly throughout the season, but it is difficult because it's state by state. DC has different rules than MLB does. If you're cleared by MLB, you might necessarily not necessarily be cleared by uh, DC law. And then you throw on traveling into the mix. Of course, they travel to LA in their next series. So um, we're going to kind of see how it all unfolds with all of you guys. It's not really clear. Um, I don't think it's really clear to management if it's clear to the team. And it certainly isn't clear to us right now how this is all going to unfold. Yeah, I mean, as we've known through the past year uh, in this pandemic, everything's fluid. Anything anything can change uh, pretty quickly, uh, for better or worse, uh, hopefully for the better. So, yeah, I think it's important to keep that in mind. And, look, I think it's also important to kind of, you know, tamper our expectations realistically for this team, in, at least within the first series or week or so. I mean, they just went through a whole lot this past weekend, right? I mean, they've got teammates that are sick. They've got teammates that are quarantined. They've... Um, you know, they're worried about themselves and their own families. Um, you know, this is a very real thing, of course. Um, and it was, I was happy to see that the Mike Rizzo and his staff and his team, they were, uh, did everything the right way and protocols. And it's unfortunate this came about, right? Cause like they said, no one broke protocol. This is just a freak accident. And this is the reality of living during a pandemic. It just happens. You know, there's, you can do the best you can to prevent it, but it can still happen to anybody, um, and it's just you got to make the best of the situation and uh, how, how you uh, treat it and um, how you react to it and, and to kind of go with the punches, uh, so to speak. Right. I mean, unfortunately, we're, we're you can get it anywhere. Uh, these, these players have families. They don't necessarily have to break protocol to be in contact with their family and so on and so forth. So you never know how it's going to happen, and they just have to do the best they can to prevent it. Uh, um, moving forward. We have Kyle Ashton here with us today, Bobby, again, so that's good to see. And uh, he said they're going to need Trey and Juan to carry this team. And that is really the, the plus if we're going to look at it just purely from the baseball side. Um, the good news is they have Juan Soto and now Trey Turner on the field and they carried this this offense last season. So why can't they do it to start 2021, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's what I I mean, it was just, it's kind of, it was almost a sigh of relief really to treat. I mean, because a lot of pressure would have been on Juan Soto, Ryan Zimmerman, we'll, we'll touch on him in a little bit too, uh, Starling Castro, um, Victor Robles. I mean, they they were missing, I think it's about five regulars uh, in their starting lineup and opening day roster uh, that they were expecting to have for this season and for this opener. And, and we'll talk about the roster in a little bit too. Uh, just w real quick, one more uh, kind of um, uh, logistical thing to take care of for those of you who are wondering about how the double header tomorrow is going to work and if you have tickets if you don't already know just passing along a statement from the nationals they'll play a traditional double header uh tomorrow that's wednesday april 7th starting at 12:05 p.m nationals park uh both of those games will be on mass in two by the way uh with pregame cover starting 11:30 a.m so have your second cup of coffee with uh dan bob and fp uh the nationals have moved their Originally scheduled game to, to 12.05 to accommodate a doubleheader. Fans who had tickets to the original Wednesday 4 o'clock game uh, will be able to attend both games. And pretty much they're going to both be seven innings. And you can pretty much show up whenever uh, you want. And, and you'll be able to watch the duration of both games or the, or the last game, whichever one you can. Um, so good for the Nationals and, and MLB to kind of get that news out there and um, be flexible. And Amy, this is something that we talked about, you know, in just kind of not a throwaway podcast, but like one of those off-season topic podcasts about 
you know, how do we want to see what rules changes do we want to see? And here we go. Here's the seven inning. I think we both like that double header and also just kind of be a little more flexible with the schedule. Right. I mean, this is, again, it's a fluid situation. You got to be able to adjust on the fly. And the fact that they were able to adjust a double header, move it up to noon um, and allow fans who had original tickets to enter and enter pretty much at any time that they are able to enter uh, to at either game is uh, is a pretty uh, accommodating move and gesture by them in the league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think players will be happy about this uh, back-to-back doubleheader. And, of course, these rule changes are going to be fluid throughout the entire season. The only thing you worry about is that means things change for fans. You're not selling tickets for two separate games, a day-night doubleheader. Uh, it's going to be back-to-back. But the good news is, fans, if you have the tickets for that game, you can go to both, catch it whenever you can, um, and just accept that this opening uh, series is going to be a little bit different, and we're just going to have to – to roll with the punches throughout probably a good bit of the season, but they're playing baseball and that's the most important thing. And I know we're excited about that after a week and off while we saw all these other teams playing, but not the nationals. Yeah, exactly. And, and to move on and the, 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 the I guess the next wave of, or the next punch, if you will, to go off that, um, kind of analogy would be the roster and and how the nationals are going to field a team later today against the Braves. Um, A a whole bunch of roster moves came down earlier today, right before Davey Martinez spoke with the media. Um, There were, I think 10 players placed on the IL, including Will Harris, who we know is already going to start the season on the injured list with right hand inflammation. Um, But you know, it's just, it's 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 a lot you know it, that's a lot of guys that you were expected to have that you're not going to have and a handful of them starters um, and starting pitchers that you were hoping to have over your first couple of games the nationals aren't going to be able to have them so that's kind of the first wave of things that that they had to deal with as they get the season underway is hey we got to field 26 guys uh there'll be a 27th man tomorrow for the double header but we got to put a team together it doesn't matter who's available we just got to put the best guys that we can out there and, uh, and hope for the best and just go and play hard Right, exactly. And we didn't, I, I didn't know what to expect. I kind of, I don't know why I assumed it might be a, all a position group or maybe it was going to be the whole bullpen. Um, I don't know why you assume maybe they all sit together in the plane or something like that. Um, but it was kind of a little bit of everybody. Um, so it, there's going to be a lot of replacements out there and that makes, makes it difficult. Um, but obviously, and it's also changing, you know, it's not like Davey Martinez found this out on last Thursday, there wasn't going to be an opening series. Uh, these are the players that are out and here are, you know, your options. And you could put together a roster, a lineup that day, uh, knowing when he was going to start, but it's all been changing and we don't know who's going to make it off. I mean, really, we didn't even know today that Trey Turner was going to be um, on, on the opening day roster. So that changes things a lot. It makes it difficult, especially when you're short, you're finding out you're starting shortstop and Trey Turner is the last one to, to make the roster, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, we're gonna hear from David Martinez. Um, let's bring him on right now. This was uh, Davey. He met with the media just about two, a little under two hours ago um, at noon talking about the roster. And of course, Trey Turner was uh, central to the questions that he was being asked and how they're going to formulate the roster, how he went about constructing his opening day lineup. And, and what does it mean for Ryan Zimmerman, who is the only true first baseman on the opening day roster? So here's Davey from earlier today before opening day. So Trey Turner is on the opening day roster. He didn't work out yesterday. So just curious as to maybe why he wasn't with you guys on Monday. Hey, like I said yesterday, just because they weren't on the field, they mean that they weren't here. So um, he's in the opening day lineup. We're excited about it. Um, I think we, we put out a pretty good lineup today. So 
we're all excited. You know, opening day is here upon us and uh, ready to play baseball. So, so why wasn't he on the field yesterday? Huh? Why wasn't he, just, he on the field yesterday? He was just not, not, wasn't available. You know, we had a complete spit test. Um, you know, as he spit negative, you know, every test. Um, so, you know, we just couldn't get him out there yesterday, but he's available to go today. Okay. So did he, did he do anything? Yesterday? No, he didn't do like, anything. You know, he, um, He's, but he's ready to go. Mark my words, he's ready to go today. For sure. Um, and you guys also have Jonathan Lucroy now. Um, are you planning to have him catch Max Scherzer today? He is catching today. Um, the lineup should be posted here shortly. If you didn't see it, yep. He'll be playing today, catching Max Scherzer. Okay, so how does that decision get made um, in such a short order with, for you guys? Uh, we talked to him. He's talked to Matt. He has had conversations with Max. He's had conversations with Hickey. Um, like I said yesterday, he's a veteran guy um, that's caught a lot of pretty good pitchers. Uh, over the years, so I feel like he, you know, he can handle Max very well. Hey, Davey, as you did try to figure out what your lineup would be, um, how much was along the lines of what you were thinking? How creative did you have to get? You know, it wasn't it wasn't as as bad as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, um, got to remember a lot of these guys had a pretty good spring training. Um, we're at the start of the season, uh, so you know, based on some of that, and based on you know who we're facing today, and uh, what we're trying to do. I, th I think our lineup sets up pretty well. Um, you know, uh, Robles, you know, I, we talked about him leading off against left-handed pitching, facing the lefty today, Trey, Soto, uh, Zim, um, who obviously had an unbelievable spring. Uh, you know, Castro, who's healthy. Uh, you got Hernan Perez, who had a really good spring, who handles lefties well. He's in the lineup today. So, you know, uh, Stevenson is going to play left field for us today, who also had a, a good spring training. So, um, you know, I think I think overall we're in good shape. I know you're only focused on today for now, but you do have a doubleheader tomorrow, and Zim is your only like natural first baseman on the roster. Do you have to manage his playing time, or can you just let him go for broke right now? Well, we're, we're going to get through today. I mean, that's the big the biggest thing today to focus on the here and now. Um, we'll see. I'll talk to him after the game and see how he feels. But yeah, you know, I definitely want Zim for the duration of the year. So we got to be extra careful with him, um, but he'll, he'll let me know how he feels. He, even if he could play one game tomorrow, that'd be great. We'll, we'll figure, I'll figure something out, um, but we'll see how he feels tomorrow, tonight after the game. Davey Martinez, obviously dealing with a tough hand, but confident in his guys as he always is, you know, he always backs up his players. He's a confident um, and they are looking forward to just completely competing. I mean, it, it's kind of like Amy, who cares who's out there? Let's just go finally play ball. I mean, it's been so long. They haven't played an actual baseball game since last Monday uh, down in West Palm Beach, uh, the Grapefruit League um, uh, finale. Let's just go out and play, have fun, and we'll worry about the other stuff uh, later when we when we can. Right, exactly. He doesn't have much of a choice, so you might as well have a positive outlook on it. You know, being a manager is difficult enough. You have to deal with injuries and plugging in guys, days off. Um, especially now, guys, guys have so many days off, it seems like. But then you throw COVID in the mix and it, it, it throws everything off. So he has to deal with that on top of everything. But at least they have a positive outlook. And look, I mean, if you can't take your starters out, out and put other players in and try to make a feasible lineup or, uh, um, you know, somebody makes a spot start for somebody, then you're not going to be a good team. Uh, the next men up have to be at least comparable to your starter. So hopefully we'll see that with the nationals and these guys will step up to the plate uh, when they're needed. Yeah. I mean, Mike Rizzo always preaches how much that they value depth. They like the depth in their organization. They like for situations just like this. I mean, normally you're not in the pandemic, but I mean, injuries happen, guys go down. You're not going to have everybody, 
I think Ryan Zimmerman even mentioned this in his press conference yesterday that, you, you know, you're not going to have the same team for 162 games. That's just impossible. Uh, so having organizational depth is a big thing for this team. And um, they're, they're, they're confident that they can pull it off. And I mean, let's take a look at what would have been the opening day roster, the original OD, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you're looking at the graphic right now on, on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter, players with stars next to their names were guys who were today placed on the injured list um, with no designation. Will Harris was put on the injured list uh, with a right-hand inflammation injury. Uh, but those guys include... Of course, Patrick Corbin, John Lester as starting pitchers, Kyle Schwarber in the outfield, Brad Hand out of the bullpen, Josh Bell at first base, uh, Jordy Mercer and Josh Harrison in the infield, and both catchers, Jan Gomes and Alex Avila. And if you quickly look at now what is the actual opening day roster, the new OD, uh, guys with stars next to their names are guys who were just added to the Major League roster today, opening day. In the outfield, Yadiel Hernandez and Cody Wilson. Um, in, in the bullpen, right-handers Kyle McGowan and Ryan Harper. Left-hander Sam Clay. Uh, and in the infield, uh, Carter Keebum, Luis Garcia, and uh, catchers Trace Barrera and Jonathan Lucroy, who was rumored, who uh, was reported to have signed a minor league deal over the weekend on Saturday night, and is now on the. It's going to be catching Max Scherzer on opening day. So uh, you know, an interesting first day for for Jonathan. Um, I also listed here uh, Eric Fetty and Austin Voth as starters, though the official Nationals opening day roster listed them as bullpen arms. So Amy, that kind of cut maybe ties back into. What you were saying earlier is that, like, you know, you might not have everyone come in at once. It might be a more staggered kind of uh, coming back from it. And so maybe the fact that the Nationals put or kept, I guess, Fetty and Voth in the, the reliever part of their opening day roster, that might leave some hope that they're maybe anticipating that they can get John Lester or Joe Ross or Patrick Corbin back, or not Joe Ross, excuse me, John Lester or Patrick Corbin back uh, sooner rather than later. I think that's a really good point. I didn't even even really think of that. Um, and that's going to be key because you need your starters, especially half of your rotation. Uh, you don't want half of your rotation out because you don't want it to be Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, uh, who you all already worry about staying healthy for a duration. And then what, what now? Yeah. Uh, but the good news is that they do have those guys that, that can go longer, make starts if needed in Austin Voth and Eric Fetty. Um, and I think Davey mentioned Luis Avalon, maybe, um, could start if necessary. So that's good news that you have those guys in your bullpen with those capabilities because you might need it in a time like this. Yeah. And, and obviously, he did mention Luis Avilan as a starter. He also mentioned Kyle McGowan has done it before. Um, so he also, with the doubleheader, the doubleheader is a, is a very tricky wrench that was thrown into this all. So, because, you know, I mean, they will get a 27th man tomorrow. So they will have an extra player for both games. But, you know, it's kind of with depleted front round the rotation do you bump joe ross up uh or do you have eric fetty or or austin vote to a, a spot start um or do you just try to piece together a bullpen game a lot will dictate I mean, we don't even know which game steven strasburg will start um tomorrow if he wants to take the first or the second um and i think whatever whichever one he picks it's going to impact especially if he picks the first one and god forbid let's say he just can't go very deep in the game and the nats have to use a lot of bullpen arms in that first game It'd be hard to piece together a bullpen game in the second one. And and you might have to just say, hey, Austin, hey, Eric, give me whatever you got for for the beginning of the game, and then we'll figure out the rest. You know, So there's a lot of 
the things that can go well for the Nationals, a lot of things that could may possibly go wrong. It all kind of just depends. And, we'll, of course, we'll see it play out over the next couple of days. Or, or you know, it's actually going to be like 24 hours. As soon as this first game starts tonight, they're going to play three games in 24 hours, which is kind of crazy. Right, a doubleheader. I mean, it's convenient that they can push those games and make it a doubleheader, but it makes it tough, uh, especially when you're dealing with two of your 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 uh, starters out. And really, we never see the Nationals too often, while other teams elect to go with an opener or go with bullpen games. The Nationals really haven't done that uh, uh, too much. We haven't seen Davey Martinez do that too much, but we might see it now because it might be necessary, especially with the doubleheader and then opening up another series right away. Um, and kind of what we talked about last week, not only do you have to worry about your starting pitching is that this infield already had hardly any depth. We take Carter Keboom out of the mix, had to put Josh Harrison, name him your starting second baseman. And oh, wait, he's out now. So this is an infield that was already wearing pretty thin. And now you have another complication. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. Um, obviously, uh, Hernan Perez is going to make that start tonight over uh, Luis Garcia. Lefty pitcher kind of makes sense. Uh, but moving forward, we're going to get to see Luis Garcia uh, get his shot in there. And we'll see how that all pans out. But that might maybe affect the rest of the season as well. It's hard to tell. Yeah. And not to also mention that these guys uh, like Luis Garcia, Carter Keboom, a big one, too, is like they might get another shot a crack at this roster, this is opening a door for them. You know, if they come up and play well in an emergency situation and maybe the guys that are, you know, affected by this outbreak are a little more slower coming back uh, as they kind of regain their strength after a bout with COVID or, or get back into baseball shape after basically not being able to do too much over the past week or so. Um, you know, this is that's the, an opportunity that maybe Carter Cuban or Luis Garcia didn't think would be, or Cody Wilson in the outfield didn't think that they would have to start the season. So, you know, as one door closes, another one opens. That's I think that's a, a, another way, a good way to look at it too, is that you know you, maybe these guys are going to get a shot to prove that they can be up here. They're definitely at least at the very least they're getting a shot to continue working with the major league coaching staff and training staff. That's a good thing in and of itself. Not just going to the alternate training site and working out there every day, and and they could see some actual live major league game action so that's pretty that's a, that's a, a interesting thing to keep in mind and like you said earlier too uh you know it, it's it's fortunate that this didn't happen in like a, a positions meeting at the end of the season or or something like that it happened on the plane where they're all kind of spread out because this would have been way harder to deal with in my mind um if, if this was all the infielders if this was the entire bullpen or your starting rotation or out you know if a single position group was uh, totally affected by this um, I think it's a way harder to to kind of fill those spots. This is a more sporadic, of course. It kind of, every position group is pretty much hit in some way or another. Um, so it's, I think that's a, it makes it a little more easier to piece together this roster for opening day had it been just one whole position group is just out for the first week. Yeah, that's really true. And the good news for Carter Keboom, Luis Garcia, is that they're not being thrown in. 30 games into the season when somebody gets hurt and th they have to produce just like that. They're kind of getting a chance to start the season, ease into it, just like everybody else is. They don't have to come in, step up to the plate and produce. Um, they're kind of easing into the season like everybody else is at the same time. Uh, so that might be good news. And as far as their development uh, at this level. Yeah, definitely. Well, Let's look at the guys that we know will definitely be on the field uh, tonight uh, or I guess later this afternoon. We are just under two hours away from first pitch at Nationals Park 
as we continue to go live here on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube on Madison Nationals. Uh, today's Nationals opening day lineup, Victor Robles starting in center field. Trey Turner, again, luckily is at shortstop. Trey, uh, excuse me, Juan Soto in right field. Zim, Mr. National at first base. Darlin Castro at third. Hernan Perez shifts over to second base. Andrew Stevenson is over and left. And Jonathan Lucroy making his Nationals debut. First day on the job, catching right-handed pitcher Max Scherzer, who will bat ninth. Uh, you mentioned they are uh, facing left-handed pitcher Andrew Smiley for the Braves today. So a lot of right-handers. Only left-handers in there are Juan Soto and Stevenson. Uh, probably a reason why Stevenson is very far in the lineup. And Soto is batting third as opposed to second. Um, but all things considered, I mean, hey, you know, we kind of had to push back the start of this podcast because I had to kind of redo the original graphic that I was anticipating uh, because Trey Turner was back. And, and that is a good thing. You know, this is uh, all things considered not terrible of a starting uh, um, opening day lineup. No, that trade Turner news is just great because you don't want to start the season without your middle infield. Um, and really, yeah, like the top half of this lineup isn't too, you know, sham and shambles. It's yeah. the bottom half that we're, where you really see uh, those changes. So it's not, it's really not tragic. Uh, what I think is, or what I really notice when I look at this is, I wonder what, you know, bringing in Jonathan Lucroy, he's getting the start on opening day, catching Max Scherzer. What does that say about the state of their catchers in the, this rotation? I mean, it kind of seems like Trace Barrera and uh, Rowdy Reed have kind of been around for a while, and it seems like this would be their chance to, to step up and get this start. I kind of wonder what that means about uh, the state of their catchers. We know they really never um, – developed catchers in this organization really haven't for all of its existence. So uh, that's kind of interesting to me, but we'll see how it goes. He has, does have that familiarity with Max Scherzer, which is key, especially throwing him in on opening day. Yeah, that's a, an excellent point. I mean, and I hadn't even thought about that too. I mean, in my mind, it was just a, you know, they were going in on this with uh, Alex Villa and, and Young Gomes. Young Gomes would have probably been your opening day starting catcher. Um, the, I mean, we, talk, we talked about this too before, and, um, you know, we, we've done pieces and seen pieces on MassinSports.com and our social media about this topic that you're right. The Nationals don't breed. I guess breed is the wrong word, but you bring <laughs> up catchers like other organizations do. They they like to go with a, a veteran catching group. And, and, and I guess to answer your question, uh, you know, in my mind, it would be because they just trust veteran guys more than they would trust Rowdy Reed or Tres Pereira at this point. And, and that's no offense to them. It's just that, I mean, they have been a while around for a while, but you know, Jonathan Lucroy was available. I mean, and I mean, let's look at it right now. I mean, since we're on the topic, I mean, it's not like they just brought in some scrub off the street to start over these guys. Jonathan Lucroy is a proven veteran in, in this league. He's played 11 season. He's got an average of 274 for his career. He's got over a hundred home runs. 545 RBIs, no PS over 750. He's not just some guy that they picked up off the street, like I said, and to replace these two guys. He's he's a proven catcher, and he was cut by the White Sox late in camp. So he had a full spring training. He he did well in spring training. If you want to check out his spring training numbers, if those mean anything to you, in 14 games, he hit 333 with six hits. He walked way more than he struck out uh, with the White Sox. And, and the White Sox are a good team. So it's not there's no shame in not making that roster as an 11-year veteran. I mean, when you got a guy like Gasmani Grandel being your everyday catcher, it, it'd be tough to make that roster and play an important role for them. So this is no just, you know, schlub that they – they grabbed off off the waiver wire. This they went out and signed a guy with a proven track record who they believe um, 
can can produce their maybe hopefully in my mind amy it's re- this is more so hopefully they they might be able to get more offensive production from lucroy than they would barrera or uh or rowdy reed uh at this point and he's a professional catcher so he he won't have a problem catching max today that, that's my thing mm-hmm. no i think that's the key you want a guy who has a track track record in there on opening day before you throw you know just a guy who hasn't caught at the big league level yet uh in on opening day and those the white Sox. you mentioned grandal the starting catcher and then you remember mercedes who's the backup catcher who has torn the cover off the ball to start the season right record numbers so kind of makes sense um and it's fortunate that he's available was available at this point the nationals made a good move picking him up and it might work out really well we'll kind of see how this pans out to start the season um but that's good news for him getting picked up uh, and, and getting plugged in right away. Yeah, I, this is absolutely, absolutely a, a short-term fix. Uh, I, I think you and I should should dive deeper into this even more so than we already have. Or why the Nationals just don't have catchers in their system? Um, the only one really being Pedro Severino, and of course he's not here anymore. Uh, they really prefer to go the veteran catcher route, and I mean that's just the way they do it. Obviously, they won a World Series with it. Uh, they've had sustained success in 2012. But, you know, it, it is an interesting point that you bring up and then you get kind of stuck in a situation like this uh, where you have <laughs> veteran guys who can't go and you don't even trust your own prospects to come. You have to go sign someone else. I think that's kind of telling, like you said. Right. And, it, you know, the old thing, you don't want to necessarily invest a lot of money in catchers um, and the Nationals obviously, obviously invest other uh, money on the other side of things and, and pitchers. So we should dive deep into that uh, because it is really interesting and obviously a different approach than some teams have taken. Uh, look at Adelie Rutschman, for example. <laughs> exactly. Just up the road. I mean, that 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 is the number one overall pick, and he is expected to make his major league debut sometime this season. And, of course, fans are ecstatic about that, as they should be uh, in Baltimore. Well, the guy that Jonathan Lucroy is going to catch, you mentioned pitchers. I mean, this is the bread and butter of uh, Mike Rizzo-built uh, ball club max scherzer of course getting the the start tonight or this afternoon i, I guess it's tonight whatever four or five start whatever later today um he is making his i believe fifth career opening day start uh all with the nationals he's got a 214 era over his opening day career uh 48 strikeouts of 12 walks and a 0.95 whip in those starts for Max Scherzer on opening day. He's going to face the Braves, uh, a powerful lineup, a Braves team that didn't win a game. They got swept in Philadelphia. So in a weird way, you're going to have two kind of two teams that are desperate uh, today. You have the, the the Nationals who are desperate just to play a game, and then now the Braves who are desperate for a win because they got swept out of Philly. So an interesting matchup. And, of course, the Bulldog Max Scherzer are taking the mound for the home team. Right, kind of good news. You're you're catching a Braves team who's not starting the season so well, but you're also catching a Braves team who just got swept by the Phillies and needs to win here. Uh, so it's kind of both sides of it. Uh, but they are going to face Max Scherzer. So you know, only scored three runs in that entire series. Uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, who typically hits great at Nats Park, went 0 for in that entire series. So. Maybe he'll think, get things going, but you don't necessarily uh, – you, you want to get things going on this offense, and then you come to Nats Park and you're facing Max Scherzer to start the series. Uh, they have the, – obviously the, the Nationals have the, the top of their rotation where you're catching uh, the Braves towards the end. So that's kind of good news, um, but it, it's not a good time for the Braves to, to want to get that offense going if you're facing a, a – excited Max Scherzer we know how he is he's had this adrenaline build up for an extra four or five days uh so he's gonna be 
the Max Scherzer we know, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, I, I would think so. Max has struck out at least 10 batters in three consecutive opening day starts dating back to 2018. He's just a, one of uh, five pitchers in the modern era since 1900 to record at least three opening day outings with at least 10 strikeouts. I'm setting the over-under at 11.5. Uh, Amy, you can take over-under for uh, strikeouts for Max Scherzer tonight. Uh, under. Under? But do you think he gets 10? He, he's going to get 10. He's going to get 10? All right. I, I'll, I'll take over. I'm going to say he'll finish with, with 12. Uh, because like you said, uh, he has got to be so amped up. Uh, he spoke to the media uh, the other day, uh, yesterday actually after the workout, and he just was so late. I mean, it's Max Scherzer, right? I mean, we've done a lot of things with him. We've seen him at events. We've seen him with the media. He is he's a, he's a great guy, but when he is focused, he is locked in, and, and he was already seemed laser-focused onto today's start you know, giving quick, short answers. You know, you could tell he just wanted to go back, continue to work, continue to prep for this start. Um, and, and, you know, he is going to be kind of a, a scary sight tonight. And that's just kind of the energy the Nationals and its fans need, right? They want to see that. They, they live off that. They thrive off that. Um, so that'll be a good start, a sight to see Max kind of stalking the mound later today uh, as he just brings all that energy for this ball club. Amy, did I lose you? Oh, nope, I have you. I thought we were going to play a soundbite for Max Scherzer. Oh, sorry. I can tee that up right now, though. Instead, you have to listen to me again. But, yeah, that's exactly I mean, no better guy to have out on the mound, especially opening day. I think it's fifth or sixth opening day start of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has that experience. And then you have Drew, Drew Smiley on the, on the other end of it who didn't have such a great 2020. Um, not exactly their best candidate to start this series against the Nationals. So the Nationals have – what the best of their rotation going out there. Um, and Max Scherzer is just going to be amped up, I would imagine. So 10 strikeouts I'm going to go with uh, for Max Scherzer. I got you. All right. Well, I will tee up that uh, video clip. And for those who don't want to listen to either Amy or myself talk anymore, here <laughs> is your opening day starter, Max Scherzer, talking to the media yesterday about his start, talking about how he prepared himself uh, while the Nationals were in quarantine over the weekend and all during the time off and how he's feeling physically and mentally before facing the Braves. I was been doing my routine over the past couple of days. You I mean once once we knew kind of what we were dealing with that this was a you know kind of a significant out you know, or the potential for a significant outbreak um, that uh, you know this you know the weekend series was going to be postponed and so you know on Friday I was able to throw a bullpen um, and then just from there just be able to do my kind of normal training outside of that. So um, I'll be ready to go tomorrow. Uh, it's a crazy year. You just got to, you know, like I said, keep a smile on your face. We get to play baseball tomorrow, so I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to adjust to things being thrown at you over the course of a season at various points. Uh, but having to adjust now to a new opponent, uh, to a different, you know, throwing schedule when you're so regimented typically in terms of mapping out uh, what day you're going to pitch and how you're going to lead into that, does that affect things significantly for you? No. Um... I was pretty much able to kind of uh, keep my arm where it needs to be. You know, I feel good. I feel ready. Um, just anxious to get pitch, pitching. Uh, this is going to be fun. Finally get the player start of season. How would you describe the last, you know, four or five days from hearing the news that there's no opening day to all the postponements uh, leading up to opening day tomorrow? Yeah, just a, you know, unfortunate situation, but that's what we've dealt with, you know, over the past year playing through this pandemic, you know, be ready for the unexpected. As soon as you think you have something nailed down, it 
it's going to be pulled out right out of, from underneath you. So, um, you know, you just got to take this in stride and understand what's going on. Uh, we respect what, uh, everything that had, all the decisions that had to be made. And, you know, I think we made the best decision to play tomorrow. So, uh, you know, that's all I can do. Uh, I get the ball tomorrow. I'm happy. You know, with this long break and the long layoff and trying to get in your work and figuring out when you're going to play again, do you feel ready physically, mentally to take the ball and face the Braves tomorrow? Yep. Yeah, I've been, I've been working out. I've been throwing every day. So, yeah, the answer is yes. It, it's pretty simple. I love the line there. I get the ball today, so I'm happy. I mean, you, this is just a guy who just wants to play baseball. He wants to get out there. Uh, he wants to lead his team. And, and, you know, of the emphatic, yes, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to go. Like, this is why I'm here. This is why we're here. Uh, so Max, Max Scherzer, of course, bringing that energy. And um, he seems amped and ready to go. We saw a similar thing last year, of course, before that opening day. He was like, you know, we've been waiting for months to do this. Uh, and now, of course, the Nationals got their regular spring training. Had to wait another week. But... You know, it's finally here, and he seems ready to go. Man, he's going to be amped. <laughs> I know. I, I'm so, I'm so excited to see it. Um, and that those are the kind of guys you want right now. I mean, guys who are ready to just go out there, uh, play the game. Max Scherzer is always so matter of fact. You know, he's like, uh, I listen to the scientists, so I'll get the vaccine. You know, yeah. I get the ball today, so I guess I'm going to go out there and pitch. I mean, he's just a gamer, um, and th that's the type of guy you want going out of the mound—a proven veteran pitcher uh, versus maybe a young more green pitcher in the state of the team that it's in right now they don't know who's on the roster who's not when they're playing who's not uh, Max Scherzer is going to know what to do when he goes out there and gets the ball yep and and you know the Nationals could really use it because we just, we talked about the 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 roster and and you know, obviously no Corbin, no lesser to start the season. That could change a, a doubleheader tomorrow too. Like if the, if Mike Scherzer could get, you know, into the seventh inning, I think Dave Martinez will appreciate that. He has no pitch count. He's got a pretty long leash. Uh, Davey mentioned the important thing is just to kind of keep an eye on him and see how he looks out there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to get, Max, what I'm really looking forward to, Amy, is is you know obviously the start, the beginning of the game when he he's pumping, you know, 98. Uh, but when he's down at the end or at the end part of his start, and, and he, those last, he always talks about those last 15, 20 pitches, and he's emptying the tank like he always says. I'm really looking forward to seeing that, and is he's if he's able to give the Nationals six and a third to seven full innings. Uh, tonight to really help out that bullpen because then I mean you have Tanner Rain and you have Daniel Hudson if you those are the only bullpen arms you're using today that'll be fantastic for tomorrow's doubleheader assuming also Steven Strasburg can get you a couple of innings or get deeper into a shorter game as well mm -hmm. emptying the tank is going to be important because they want to save this bullpen as much as they can we talk so much about Scherzer Strasburg they have to have a good season they have to go deeper into games uh, to help spare the depth in this bullpen uh, to be successful. And it's especially important now uh, that they've lost some arms, um, not only in the bullpen, but in their rotation. Uh, they need their top starters to go deep into games and to perform well, or else this is going to end bad. Not only do they have a doubleheader tomorrow, but it keeps rolling and those guys are still going to be on the COVID list. Um, so they have to do what they can with that starting pitching. Um, and Max Scherzer is the guy, no, no other guy to have on opening day. And I'm excited to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of wrapping up here. 
Uh, we are about an hour away from Nats Extra starting on Masson 2. The game is televised today. There is a 30-minute pregame show on Masson 2. Be sure to check that out at 3.30, 4.05 first pitch. Uh, James O'Connor on uh, YouTube asking uh, or just kind of, I guess, thinking out loud, Perez can play everywhere in the infield, I think. He can even play the corner outfield spots. Yeah, David Martinez, we talked about this too a couple weeks ago, and this was – uh, Amy's dark horse to make the roster and it turned out not to be a dark horse at all. He plays pretty much everywhere. I mean, he can do, uh, he was going to be the, the, the shortstop probably today if Trey Turner hadn't been able to play. Now he slides over to second base. He did get some reps at third. I think he did play a little bit in left field as well, too. So this is a guy that who's pretty uh, versatility. And having the guys that can be versatile is going to be important for David Martinez, at least through these first series or two. Right. That's what we talked about when we were debating on our dark horses. You wanted a versatile guy um, in those those extra bench players. And when stuff like this happens and you have a handful of your starters out, that's exactly what you need because you don't know where you're going to have to plug them in. Um, you thought he's going to start at shortstop. Oh, wait, no, he's starting at second. Oh, wait, he can play corner outfield spots. Um, so that's going to be key. And it's super helpful to Davey Martinez as he tries to navigate uh, um, the next 10 or so days. Yep. 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 And, um, you know, just any more like final thoughts as we kind of wrap it up. I mean, I just see a lot of comments or just a lot of go Nats. You know, I think just people are just excited that we're going to see a game being played later today. And, you know, they're just commenting along that, you know, hey, hey, baseball's back. Let's just get this thing going. That's that's all that matters. I mean, when we were doing our opening day uh, episode last week, we did break down the Mets lineup and what they were going to be able to do against them. Uh, the key is that they're going out there and playing baseball. And we don't know how the cards are going to fall uh, with this lineup and with with the guys out in the pitching staff. Um, but they might be surprised. But no matter what, you guys get to see baseball back on TV. Um, and it's exciting, especially for Nats fans. Yeah, I think that's what today is all about. Uh, Tomorrow will be too, and and this weekend in L.A. We'll have plenty of stuff to discuss on next week's Mass and All Access podcast. Uh, That will be more of a breakdown of what we actually saw. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some more names, regular names back in in the lineup on the roster uh, from this COVID outbreak, and we can officially put that behind us. But, yeah, a little more in-depth dive of what we actually saw on the field coming next week on the math and all access podcast. Of course, follow us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts, you can find the mass and all access podcast. And we do go live every week on the mass and nationals, Facebook page, YouTube channel, and on the mass and nationals, Twitter account. Uh, and be sure to give a follow or subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, because we'll be plenty of content up there. All the pro, all the pre and post game press conferences, um, uh, segments from Nats Extra, pre and post game shows, you will be able to see on uh, on the YouTube channel uh, throughout the course of the regular season. It's finally here. We're so excited. Uh, Demario Welch saying thanks, Amy and Bobby. You are very welcome. We're just thankful that <laughs> we're able to bring this to you. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to give Amy a follow on Twitter at Amy Jennings News. Uh, she is going to be, I mean, the season's underway, so we're expecting a lot of great content from Amy throughout the course. And, of course, she'll be on all of the podcasts moving forward. Uh, but as for me, I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. I did tease at a special announcement last week, and that announcement is, since I didn't get a chance to it because of COVID, is that throughout the course of the season, I will be doing series recap podcast, quick 10, 15-minute episodes, just recapping each series, also previewing the next series. So that first episode will drop Thursday morning after this three-game series against the Braves and previewing the uh, weekend series in L.A. against the Dodgers. So if you already subscribe to the podcast on your platform, 
that is you'll you'll get it right away um if not be sure to go over there and subscribe right now so you can hear all the recaps and previews throughout the course of the regular season i'm really excited about that and and once amy is able to uh, to join me for a couple of those i mean that's going to even bring even more fun to the discussion so can't wait for those amy it was great seeing you happy opening day thanks so much for joining me we'll talk to you next week Enjoy, Bobby. See you next week. All right, everyone. Again, Mass and Two in just about an hour, 3.30. It is the Nationals and the Braves. Uh, Join Bob FP and Dan Colco for the series opening game. Enjoy. I hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy. Uh, Any other questions, head over to MassInSports.com. Tweet at Mass and Nationals. We've got you covered. We're so excited to uh, uh, carry you throughout this uh, 2021 season. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Enjoy the game. Uh, Enjoy baseball, and we'll talk to you soon.